welcome to Season 10 of Sundays with Wendy, the future of healing. I'm your host, Wendy Goldberg, founder of the Benjamin Goldberg Foundation. Healing is at the heart of our work, and the podcast continues to focus on one of the most powerful and inspiring aspects of the human spirit, healing. This season, I explore the multifaceted nature of healing within ourselves, going beyond what is visible. The conversations reveal tangible and authentic healing that carries meaning and significance to each of us. I encourage you to open your mind and heart as the eight episodes enlighten and garner a new way of thinking. Episode one, the information is there. Episode two, you have to ask. Episode three, the zero point. Episode four, letting it in. Episode five, frequency and sound. Episode six, Soul Signature, Episode 7, The Sacred Dance, Episode 8, What's Next, and Episode 9, The Wrap. So find a comfortable space and listen in as we explore other ways to heal. Stay tuned and let the healing begin. Episode 4, Letting It In. I feel secure in the orbit of all that is around, so I let it in. We can all do it if we choose. Prayer, manifestation, the quantum, whatever name we give it, there is no denying it's real. Meditation is a common access point. The sensation I had once unknowingly. My eyes were closed. It was black until something quickly shifted. Soft and fluid shapes of gold and purple started to form and then quickly fade away. As if I was peering through a kaleidoscope expanding and retracting out of the darkness were light codes and geometry. Unbeknownst to me at the time, I was taken to another place in meditation. When I am there, even for a few moments, everything recalibrates. Acting from that centered and calm place, I program my day using a symbol I learned from a healing modality called Reiki. It opens up time and space. Envisioning a hologram of myself Going through the array of interactions from coffee to sleep, I see it effortlessly happening, like I am dancing through the day. I bring in the light down from my little star in the universe through the crown of my head and then simultaneously pull the grounding energy from the sun through my feet. As the energies collide, I ask them to sweep through me. Scanning my body, I feel for any areas of discord, tailoring it to what's going on in my life more recently directive to cancer. Calling attention to my cells, thanking them for the information that they have provided, and politely asking them to leave, making way for rejuvenation and harmony within my body. I intend this process to activate as necessary until it is complete. The light I send out into the room, filling the space, keeping it both vibrant and comforting, allowing it to pour over my home and the energy going out into all that is. Meditation has become my ritual for starting the day, and it has strengthened the stream of my consciousness. It is the muscle that, as it gets stronger, acts as a conduit for me and others. Mediumship is the language of spirit, a natural and normal form of communication. I might go as far as to say that we are all mediums, but we must allow the communication. The inspirations, the messages we receive, come from the resonance of the unknown. It is the song lyric that resonates. Which one is yours? It is the right word someone says at the right time. The signs and signals are in everything and everywhere. 
As the famous poet Rumi said, everyone sees the unseen in proportion to the clarity of their heart. I will share a story of when I visited a medium a few months after my son died. It was wildly healing. Every so often I check in, like any mom would do, making sure their child is okay. Do you have any questions, she asked. From her earlier account, what my soul absorbed, my mind needed to process to ask more. I shared how exhausted I felt. It is because you are in the other realm with him. It will take time to find balance in the two worlds. Now I find it more of a confirmation and realize that if I had not stayed fully in our experiences together, I could not have seen the bond or acknowledged the fact that it is still there. Yes, it took time to see it clearly, but I am getting to know Ben differently, his higher self. I even have created this meeting space for us. I go up raising my frequency and he comes down lowering his. It is how we stay connected. I understood that there are multi-dimensional spaces, but the more challenging part was aligning with it. There is a balance in being light enough to receive the energy that comes in and at the same time staying grounded enough to keep it. Receiving the information and incorporating it into all aspects of who we are, in our relationships, our work, and how we move in the world. I have a prayer I say. I do it before meetings, special gatherings, before getting on camera or writing. It sets not only my intention, but the intention of the highest order to come through. I can tell when someone else is channeling too. There are clues. First, there is a pause in their demeanor. A spark within them is activated. They may not even realize it. They soften in appearance, like in a dream. There is conviction in their tone. And it may only be a word or phrase that comes through, but the information is always spot on in what I needed to hear at the time. It still surprises me how it plays out, noticing that the more I allow myself to be a channel, the more I am seen. It is an oxymoron, really. Wendy steps to the side, yet is more transparent. I imagine it is not me as much as it is a reflection of wholeness. I saw that more and was introduced to Monica Rao. She has been a passionate meditator for more than 30 years, originally trained in India. Following her near-death experience, her ability to connect with source energy and channel healing energy became heightened. She is a full-time transformative, intuitive energy healer and meditation coach. Monica has been a recurring guest in the podcast, and I wanted her view on the topic of letting it in. Welcome back to the Sundays with Wendy podcast, Monica. I think this is your third guest appearance. Yeah. So this season, the future of healing, this episode in particular, I thought of you called letting it in where we kind of dive into thinking about and talking about how to bring the light in. So I just wanted you to pop on and talk through some of this with us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. How do we allow light to come in? Wow, that's a beautiful question. The easiest way to go about that is to really understanding who we are. By understanding who we are, we're able to first connect to our inner essence. How do we connect with our inner essence? Knowing who we are and knowing the truth. And as we connect with our inner truth, we are able to allow this light to come in. So what is this light that we're speaking about? Is This is spiritual light, light of the spirit, light that you already 
each one has within himself or herself. We are born with this light. It is residing within us. It is deeply ingrained within us. And then how do we access that light in order for us to be that shining light for everybody, for one another? So there is no one great answer to connect to it, but it's a process for us to go through in order for us to access that light. So we have to go through this process of really, really, really understanding ourselves and then connecting with the higher spirits to sync up, to link up and connect us. It's almost like, you know, lighting a matchstick. But in order for us to light that matchstick, maybe we may have to go to a candle that already has a bigger flame and connect to that. So it's a combination of having our own light and then connecting that inner light with the light of the divine. Hope this makes sense. It does. It does. And you just have a beautiful way of describing it. You know, a lot of times we seek out ways to kind of, you know, figure out how to do that. Like, how do we get to that space? So do you have any advice that you can give for someone who might be seeking to receive more of the light? And how would they go about that in the best way? Yeah, that's a great question. Just like a child has to, you know, grow enough five years of age to start kindergarten and then he goes to kindergarten or she goes to kindergarten and then they graduate from grade to grade to grade, maybe finishing K through 12 and then going to associate's degree or maybe four-year degree and then moving on to a master's and PhD. So what a child can understand at those various ages, it's based on what you understand at that level and how you can connect with the knowledge that is coming to you. But the same kind of knowledge, say you're learning the ABCs, and then if you're learning the ABCs at age five, and then you were learning the ABCs by grade 12, and then and then so on, that the same information changes, right, in how we understand it to be. So allowing is the same thing. If you were to just connect with this energy at the level where you are, it might not be the fullest degree of what you are quote-unquote, allowing, if you haven't really gone through the process of attuning yourself or process of really, really sinking to that greater space. And then what we know from this vantage point, as we keep ascending, the ascension is critical. Now, what does that ascension mean? What it means is really connecting again, is connecting with your truest you and really pulling out those veils that we have been born with when we when we came here on this earth and as we kept growing through life and the experiences we've had by somehow undoing what has been done. So releasing all of our understandings of what this world, this reality is and removing ourselves from those old understandings that no longer support us. And the more we are able to sort of peel those layers apart, like a peeling of an onion, I will use this often with my clients as I'll say, you know, imagine your life as a cross-section, vertical cross-section of an onion. And when you see the core of the onion in the center, that's really who you are. And those layers that you see, those skins of these onions, those layers have to really be peeled away from you. And the more we're able to peel those layers, one by one by one by one, we begin to feel lighter and lighter and lighter. The more lighter we feel, the more we have the access to connect to the light energies. So there's no easy way to connect to that energy. Allowing is one part of it, 
but it's not the be all and end all because there's a whole growth process. It's a process and only and only when each of us really dives into knowing our truth because the reality that we are living in may not necessarily be our absolute truth. It is actually a figment of not just our imagination, but more about how we've been constructed, how we've been molded across the life that we've led up until this point, wherever you might be, and undoing all of those old understandings and our belief systems and how we've been able to see ourselves. And sometimes it's very skewed. Like, for example, we, you know, if we have an illness, we may think that's how we've been raised is that once you're sick, you're always going to be sick. But that's really not necessarily the truth. It is something we've been taught. It's been something that has been conditioned within us. So some of that unconditioning, some of that undoing is so important for our understanding of ourselves because that's not who we are. So going back to our inner essence is knowing who we truly are is how we were created. And knowing that there's a light that exists within us that is very much there. And the more we can access that light, the more we have the ability to embody this energy within us, this light within us, and then sink it to that higher space through which more light comes in. It's almost like a little flame becomes a big flame like that. You know, you bring a little flame into a room, even though the room might be so vast and pitch dark, a tiny little flame may come in and slowly but surely that flame may become bigger and there may be more light in that room, right? So each one of us here carries that light and literally it can light up this entire globe with, that, with the light that each of us carry. But so few of us have that access and ability to see that light. And so I think one by one, as we become more attuned to connecting with our inner selves, we become more able to allow more of that light to seep into our space. And in that process of, you know, shedding those layers, it's so much healing happens. And you and I have touched on this a little bit in our prior conversations, but do you believe that this process is happening from a biological need or do we need to be consciously aware when it's happening? Yes, thank you. A very good question. We have to be aware of our soul. We have to really connect with our soul. And the soul knows what it is that we need in this lifetime. We have made this pact, a sort of a pact or maybe an understanding. There's an understanding that has been created before we take birth on this earth. All the things that we have to learn, the soul has to learn in order to move to the next iteration. As you know, the soul's goal is to not take births and rebirths. That's the end goal of the life of the soul. So we are here on this earth as a ongoing school. We're here to learn more about ourselves. And the soul that we have within us, many times, we don't even know that there is this thing that exists. We are operating from the mind so much that we don't oftentimes connect with our inner spaces. So literally, we have to allow the mind to somehow go to the back and be a passenger in this car and let the soul sort of lead that. So your question is, is there a biological need? It could be a biological need, but I think above all is the soul need. What does the soul really want out of this life? Why are we here to learn and what are we here to learn? So, so with an illness, I think if you mentioned with what if somebody's sick and will that healing occur because there's a biological need or will that healing occur 
if there's something greater than that. So it's a combination. I think it can be this, this or that. I think it's a combination of biological need and a, a spiritual need or knowing yourself or your soul because they have to work together. They have to work in tandem. Sometimes it's going to be where the soul is the leading guide and other times it's going to be this. But I think where it works the best is where there's a combination of both occurring at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And we also talked about this concept of healing is just so vast, right? I mean, there's so many avenues, so many modalities that you can approach and it can be almost overwhelming. But when we're approaching healing, how can we manage our expectations about the process itself and what we can expect on the other side of healing? Yeah. So that's another very big question of would be the best way because there's so many uh, modalities out there. There's so much of information out there and it can be very daunting to somebody, you know, who's going through an experience who someone is, you know, wanting to heal. And so the best advice we could give somebody is by first, without jumping into these different spaces, because I know several people who try 10 different things at one given time and not knowing what is working because each has its own benefit and it's all good. Everything is good. But when you put everything together, it kind of gets very confusing. So the best thing, the best advice we could give is by first just spending time with yourself, feeling yourself and the intuition. You know, the intuition is so important. And even when we talk about healing as a whole, you can't talk about healing isolated from the intuition, the intuition, the knowledge. The knowledge is good, but the intuition surpasses that knowledge. Knowledge is all of the things that are there out there. So I would urge you all to really just spend some time understanding yourself, right? Because it's very easy to get so consumed with the outside world and allow yourself to shift so much that you're jostled around, you're shifted around, and it can be very nerve-wracking, scary, fearful. So I think what happens is the fear can take over and actually negate what you're trying to do. So the first thing would be is to detach yourself from the mind's constructs. What sits in the mind? Fear. Fear sits in the mind. All of these other things sit in the mind. Fear is the biggest thing. So if we can really wrap our arms around the fear and say, okay, we hear you. We're not going to just dismiss you. We hear you. We acknowledge you and we're letting you go. And as you allow that fear to simply go away, then you can clear that space up for some quiet moments and just relax and settle in and then connect with your heart. That is the first thing. Shut the mind down. Shut the anxieties that come in the mind and simply dive into the heart and connect with the heart. And as you connect with the heart slowly but surely, you might be able to connect with the aspect of you that is truly you. That is your innermost essence, which also aka soul. And as you connect with your soul, then it's almost like the heart that you have that might be constricted and closed as you keep breathing gradually. And as you're connecting, bringing your awareness into the heart, that starts to slowly expand. And in its expansion, You can actually feel this is something that many of my clients have said this time and time again. 
as we're channeling is that they're feeling that their heart is growing. It's becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. So much so that it starts to expand beyond the contour of the physical body. So at one point, they feel that the body is the most important aspect of this living earth. But then by and by and by, as the heart begins to expand, there's this feeling of this absolute knowing, which shows you who you really truly are. It's not the body, it's not the mind, it's not the thoughts, but there's something that exists. It's always there, it's omnipresent. And this is this one part of you that is always going to live on forever. This is that energy that can never be broken down. It doesn't go anywhere. It's there, it's always there. And that is you, that is the being that I think we have to really sink to and connect to in order to begin even the process of healing. This is where it all starts, Wendy. I believe so. So all the things that we've talked through today and going through that healing process and integrating that into our lives, that's kind of where I see the future of healing. What do you see as the future of healing? Absolutely. The future of healing really resides within each one of us. And the undoing of what, what has happened, right, is what we have become thus far is really so against what we truly are. So the more we can sync up and the more we can connect to the true who we are, the truest of us, the soul that we are, and how we are connected to the higher beings, the ascended masters, the higher energies, the higher selves, call it what you may, the higher intelligence, the divine intelligence, unity consciousness, they, it goes by so many different names. And, and the more we can really know, the more we know who we are, the more we know that there's so much out there and within our spaces also. And we're not just this body and this body that we learn to become so separate from this space. We become very isolated. We feel very separate from this greater, grander space. We can only get to this area is when we are like the layers of the onion. We're peeling out those layers. We're releasing them. We're sort of moving them aside. And the more we can do that, the more we are seeing the clarity, we feel the clarity, we see the clarity and we know who we are. Then once we know who we are, then that connection with this greater energy becomes that much easier. And then the allowing is necessary and essential, but allowing can only happen through this openness. How can we allow when we're crowded up and closed, like being in a tunnel vision? What can you allow? Nothing is coming in because you're stuck up in this box. So that's really what's needed is really releasing out and getting out of that box so that we can go into this openness, into this clearing. So if you were in a forest, we're in a dense, dark forest, you can't see anything other than maybe the trees and the limbs and the, you know, the leaves and the branches and the bifurcated spaces. But once we are out of that forest and we look up into the sky and you see the clearing, that's when the real healing begins is when you're really feeling that openness and that clarity and light begins to shine in. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know how it comes. I just know it comes. I know that my clients have said this and is through our healing work together, through our channeling that we're doing. Clients have said this even in a group session or even one-on-one -on -one where they've said things like, Monica, I see these lights. What are these lights? Where are they coming from? And I remember one time one, one of my clients said this. 
she was in another country where it was pitch dark outside. And she said, being where I am, you know, thousands of miles away on a Zoom session, she said she could see bright stark light outside around her eyes. She was thinking, wait, let me see, are the lights on? And she opened her eyes and she said, I was in total darkness and I'm seeing this bright light. Where have I seen that from? And exactly this is as she was cleaning and clearing her spaces, this light was now able to pass this body into her and she started to heal. And I think the future of healing is just this. It's that each one of us will have the ability to embody this light and to feel that connection as we start shifting and changing, as we begin becoming more freer, we're becoming more attuned and sinking in, resonating with that light. And I think this is exactly the future of healing is each one of us will be able to do this for ourselves because well before what we understand now to be medicine came along, beings were actually healing each other and healing themselves this way. This is nothing that is new. This has been happening for millennia. Exciting, isn't it? It is. You're right. It is nothing new. We're just going back. We're just going back. We're just going back. But I think um, those of us who are doing this work, we are here to example that we gave you earlier, which was having a little matchstick and wanting to light that matchstick. Of course, we could strike it against something else that's you know rough to, to make it go. But another way to do it is maybe to go to a candle that is, has a larger flame and then lighting one to the next to the next. I think that's really where we are headed is as each of us heals, we are then serving as that candle for the next and the next and the next, where this whole entire universe is going to be lit up. There's <laughs> it, a glorious sight, I can see it right here, is that light is going to shine everywhere, different angle, every different direction, every place. We're just going to be reverberating with this divine light. That's what we're here to, to really, really understand and, and teach each other. I think that's where we're going. I couldn't agree more. And thank you so much for being the guiding light that you are and helping all of us get to our own places of healing, because you have definitely been a pivotal part of my healing journey. And I know for so many others, and it's so exciting to see you now speaking and serving on panels and giving keynote addresses and all the wonderful things that you share with the world. Thank you so much, Wendy. It's a pleasure to be with you again. Monica's words explain there is knowledge that we are predisposed to. It becomes apparent when we shine the spotlight on ourselves. With the light, there is intelligence beyond what we can understand, beyond measure. When we give careful consideration to it, it can liven what we hold and what we value. Please stay tuned for Episode 5, Frequency and Sound, where we discover a new understanding of healing power. Until next time. To learn more about the Sundays with Wendy podcast, visit sundayswithwendy.com. Or to learn more about the Benjamin Goldberg Foundation, visit benjamingoldbergfoundation.org. I would love to connect with you. Get me directly on both, wendy at benjamingoldbergfoundation.org or wendy at sundayswithwendy.com. Please follow, subscribe, and share this podcast. With 10 seasons and over 80 episodes, it is a joy to bring you the world of healing, one season at a time.
This information offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you should have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional. Do not disregard, avoid, or delay obtaining medical or health-related advice from your health care professionals because of something you may have heard on this podcast. The use of any information provided is solely at your own risk.